Dermot and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. Do you remember this iconic moment? This, my sweet, is a letter from my sister telling you that your husband has filed a petition for divorce. It also tells you to get yourself a solicitor pretty damn quick. Happy Christmas, again. Yes, the moment that EastEnders' Dirty Den announced he was divorcing wife Angie at Christmas. That moment was watched by 30 million people in the UK. <laughs> Jesus. Last year, not even 3 million people tuned into their Christmas special. But EastEnders aren't alone. Coronation Street, Emmerdale and other soaps in the UK are losing viewers. Some soaps in the US have been moved onto streaming services. And of course, earlier this year, Neighbours came to an end after over 30 years. So is this the end of the soap? Eddie Brennan is a media sociologist and a lecturer at TU Dublin, and he's with us now. How are you, Eddie? Hi, Dermot. How's it going? Very well. So is this the death of the soap in your expert view? No. So, okay. (laughs) Bye. Thanks, Eddie. (laughs) So uh, it's not. I mean, I think there's a key uh, fact about media that as new media forms come along, they're added to the old stuff, but the old stuff tends not to go away. So it's going to be with us uh, in some shape or form into the future. But I suppose the key question is how, why has it declined mm. as it has, mm. you know? Well, you, um, you of all people should know because you did a PhD in the production of Fair City. So I you, did, yeah. You, you know a thing or two about which, soaps. Which, which raised a laugh at my graduation when other people were graduating in particle physics and I got my PhD in Fair City. <laughs> Doctor of um. McCoy's. <laughs> <laughs> but Eddie, I mean, is the reality of this simply that you know, back in 1994 or whatever that was, that clip there of, of Dan and Angie, like, you know, most people in Ireland had either two or six TV channels, right? So that yeah. there really wasn't the choice. Now there's an infinite number of things you could be watching. We're in a situation where, what is it, you know, the the, the entire uh, output of humanity gets uploaded to YouTube every hour, basically. So, um, you know, like, is it just simply a fact of life that there's just more choice now? I, I think there's a bit more going on than that. I mean, like, I think that, that soap opera is, is basically about nosiness. Mm. Um, and there's kind of a deep-seated historic reason for that, for that nosiness. Um, so if we go back to the 1700s, uh, a big big shift happens in European societies. You have a transformation in politics, transformation in economics, but you also have this cultural and emotional transformation. And basically that comes down to you have this new middle class who unprecedentedly have private houses. So they're, they're cut off from their community. The city is more complex. You can't just know about the world by just walking out your door and looking at mm. it. So people need new forms of media to understand the world around them and it becomes a psychological need because you're kind of going am I okay am I normal how do I compare with other people and so obviously gawking over your neighbor's fence or peering through their windows is not really an option so people used letters initially and then novels so there's a novel called Pamela from 1740 which is the first sentimental novel about romance and and, and uh, you know various uh, struggles and so on it's about domestic violence um, and so this is credited as being like the origin of the soap opera. So the soap opera has been there as a way to let people look into other people's lives uh, and to see how they stack up and to kind of like to have vicarious living, to live other people's lives that are separate from yours. And now I think the key thing is that 
as you say, there's so many other things that that allow you to do that without the soap opera, you know. Mm, and um, with, I, so, I'm guessing, you know, social media would be one of those things because you know everyone is is putting their dirty laundry out on you know on Instagram. Yeah, I think it's well, it's, it's that thing of yeah, you can follow a, an influencer, you can follow them every single day. There's at least the illusion that you're following them in terms of their ordinary everyday life. Uh, and also the things like, you know, soaps are very good at addressing issues, family issues, relationship issues, mental health, you know, general health issues and so on. And you can go to TikTok, for example, and find people who talk explicitly about their difficulties with these, you know, with, with certain issues uh, every day. So you don't have to wait for like, you know, the whole if you've been affected by the issues in this episode of uh, kind of thing. You don't have to wait for it to come around on the carousel of issues that are covered by soap operas. Mm. You can go directly to see that that issue addressed. Uh, through social media so I guess social media has kind of stolen soap opera's lunch in that respect you know it's kind of it's taken it's it's, it's now serving the psychological needs that soap opera used to serve um, and, and people have readier access to it I think there's another broader thing is that society has changed like the soap opera you know the whole watching my soaps kind of thing was like you have your dinner and you get to sit down at 7 o'clock and watch the soap operas but I mean working lives have completely changed commutes have become crazy Um there's far more participation for everybody in the labour force, men and women. So people just don't have the time anymore to sit down three or four times a week to catch their soaps at a given, you know, at a fixed time every week. So I think pe- people have uh, new media habits where they're catching up on stuff at yeah, the bus stop. Or you know, one of us here was talking to Maria. Was it was it Dermot or Sean? Someone was talking to Maria who said that the best thing about maternity leave is that she doesn't have to watch her soaps on record; that she can watch them live. Yeah. <laughs> it's changed her yeah, life yeah, yeah. completely. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think it kind of shows you that like media habits uh, are a reflection of society overall. You know, and and I mean the the media habit of catching. EastEnders or Fair City, you know, three or four times a week, uh, it's not really physically possible for yeah. people, unless but you are on maternity leave or whatever the case may be. It's know? sad, Eddie, though, because, you know, TikTok is grand and all for people talking about their issues, but we're never going to get golden moments like this from Coronation Street when Tricky Dicky drove everybody into the river. He was driving the plats into the river. We, we all would have. There was a, there was an orderly queue forming to drive that lot into the river. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's 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 tame compared with Emmerdale, who uh, solved the writer's dilemma of having a load of not so great characters by crashing a jumbo jet into the village. That's right. Yeah, they did. Eddie, do you think that like soaps, if they wish to live on, whatever reduced capacity they may well be. Do you think they need to adapt to how we're now consuming media or is it just uh, an outform that will eventually just become outdated? I don't think it will become outdated. I think maybe part of the thing is that people have to realise that soaps have a real social value. Um, and I think, you know, the way there's this, this language used about a safe space, uh, you know, I think that soap opera in a way was kind of the original safe space for conversation. Uh, if you have an issue that you're following through TikTok or whatever, 
that's fine. You can see that represented, but it doesn't necessarily make it easier to raise that issue with a stranger and discuss it. Mm. Whereas soap opera has always covered taboo, controversial issues. And you didn't have to say, what do you think about taboo issue X or Y? You could just say, did you see Fair City last night? Or right. Did you see uh, Emmerdale? And so it kind of creates social conversations. And in, I mean, there's like the BBC used the Archers radio soap in Afghanistan uh, to address issues about malaria and landmines. And soaps have been used in South America to address difficult issues around literacy, adult literacy uh, and um, contraception and so on. And, and when you create social conversations around issues, you can change them. Uh, but if you don't have that platform to create a broad social conversation, then, then these things can't really be, be aired out. So there's right. a real social need for them in, in terms of you know public service broadcasters like RT or the BBC or whatever the case would be. But I go back to that point I made at the start, is that media forms never go away. You know, like vinyl, vinyl records haven't gone away. Uh, the musical hasn't gone away, unfortunately, perhaps. Uh, <laughs> How dare and, you? And so, <laughs> and so on. Uh, and so soaps will remain in some form, but maybe maybe they'll they'll mutate in some way. You know, they may find a new a new niche. Um, Mm. So, and I tell you, know, you what, way. Eddie Brennan, DePanto hasn't got away either. <laughs> <laughs> so, who knows? Maybe, maybe soaps will go kind of uh, cross-platform, and you'll be able to follow up on your favorite EastEnders stars on TikTok as well as who knows? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Four times a week. Um, well, look, Eddie Brennan, media sociologist and lecturer at TU Dublin. We've got to go get back to the caravan park and and talk okay. about some social issues. Uh, lovely to have you on the show, Eddie. Thanks very much. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks. Bye. 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 Dermot and Dave. Weekdays from 9am. Today.